Hey everyone, welcome back to the Keep Watching Podcast, where we decide what to watch so you don't have to. I'm James. And I'm Sarah. And today we're going to be talking about Psychopaths. Sarah, my yes. my household is kind of back in um, sick mode, so mm. I haven't watched much since we last talked. Just wa- basically been watching Psychopaths, so I don't really oh, have yeah? any check-ins. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How are you doing? Um, I managed to get enough daylight hours in to finish up the Midnight Club because, you know, I have to watch my spooky things during the day because I'm a wimp. Um, it was pretty good. But um, it's weird because most of the Flanagan shows are just like one season and that's it. But this is apparently open for a second season. So you didn't quite get the, the wrap up that you get with the other ones. Uh, so okay. I'm not as satisfied with it as with the other things but i think that'll change once the next season comes but it was pretty good a little what, spooky you not wish you had um, saved it for when it was completed um no i just wish it was completed <laughs> gotcha yeah that's a good that's a good feeling though yeah that, that's how you know a show's good when you're mad that there aren't more episodes <laughs> well it's just all the other things by the end you know it usually tells you yeah. what's up with the ghosts and why they're ghosting and I don't know why these ghosts are ghosting. And it's hopefully it's not a lost sad. scenario where they just couldn't come up with anything. No, no, I think there's <laughs> supposed to be a second season. Okay, okay, nice. It's still spooky season, Sarah. It is still spooky season. Okay, we are coming up on the end of it, but um, what is the end of it? Halloween. I mean, in theory, but as I said before, the spooky season is it lives in your heart for as long as you need spooky season. But I'm about to do my big annual movie marathon i do with my brother where we watch spooky movies oh and then it'll probably be done after that but i haven't picked out the spooky movies oh, yeah, yet picked them yet okay that's a whole nother ordeal where i need daylight hours to watch like the trailers for a million spooky movies to like narrow it down <laughs> gotcha okay um i haven't quite finished that yet but i need to because that's coming up soon all right you gonna let us know after you watch <laughs> sure okay yeah yeah by the time anybody listens to it, it won't be spooky season anymore. But but it will be November, which is the perfect time to watch The Nightmare Before Christmas. Because it is not a Halloween movie. It is not a Christmas movie. It is a Thanksgiving movie right in between. But still a little spooky. Because it's in between, it makes it a Thanksgiving movie? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were about to say that that's a spooky movie. Which, I guess it is, but I mean, I've It's got spooky it, so. vibes, but like, you yeah. know, it's it's a very light spooky movie. The Boogeyman was scary when I was little, yeah, for sure. Oh, definitely, yes. <laughs> All right. Is Psychopaths a spooky show, Sarah? Um, I would say in an entirely different way. <laughs> it's more of a, oh, society is spooky, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's an action sci-fi thriller. Not yeah. an, I don't think it's enough to be horror, necessarily. I don't know. No, yeah. I'm not experienced in these fields to tell you what's what. <laughs> but yeah. Are we ready for my psychopath rundown? Oh, I am ready. All right. The wiki explanation of the show is kind of long <laughs> because okay. it's a fairly complicated dystopian future, I would say. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to make it short. And then as the things come up that we need to explain as we go, we'll try to explain them. Yeah, yeah. But here we go. This is the setting of Psychopaths. Psychopaths is set in a futuristic Japan governed by the Sybil system. A powerful biomechatronic computer network which endlessly measures the biometrics of Japanese citizens' brains and mentalities using a somatic scan. Oof. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then our main character, believing in humanity and order, policewoman Akane Sunamore, obeys the ruling computerized precognitive civil system, but when she faces a criminal mastermind who can elude this perfect system, she questions both the civil system and herself. Now, that's the that's the IMDb blurb of the page. <laughs> okay. In these first two episodes, we are not going to get to this character that uh, can elude the system. I see. I was... Although, it, there's kind of like a... Yeah, there's a beginning part where... Okay, yeah. Well, first of all, I apologize for how many names I'm not going to remember for this. I've got the girl's name, and then everybody else has a stupid nickname. But I'm okay. assuming that mullet guy from the beginning is maybe this bad guy? Seems like maybe. The white hair guy? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is... um. You know what? I didn't even write his name down because <laughs> he didn't really come up in the first episode. Yeah, it's the thing where like you watch. This is the thing with animes where like when you're watching it and people are saying the names, you're like knowing who they're talking about, and then like if you want to talk about it outside of it, you're like, wait, I don't know any characters' names in this <laughs> this anime. Actually, even though when you're watching it, it makes perfect sense at least. Yeah, I do have all the names, so I will do my best as we go. Okay. Now the rest of this breakdown of this show, Sarah. <laughs> uh huh. This is just like the craziness of animes and I guess how they are presented to the U.S. market or something. Okay. But I'm going to try to explain the whole Psychopaths universe, which I have not watched. I've only watched season one. <laughs> so I'm going to do my best to explain all the Psychopaths content that's out there. Is it? Oh, all the extra stuff. I see. Okay. Okay. The Psychopaths, the show, mm -hmm. has run from 2012 to 2019. Okay. So big gaps in between seasons here. Ah, okay. Also, but also maybe it's still ongoing. Interesting. So today we're watching Psychopaths, which is to say that is season one <laughs> of mm -hmm. the show Psychopaths. There's also a okay. season two and three, but they call them Psychopaths 2, Psychopaths 3, if ah, you're like okay. looking for them online. We watched it on Hulu. Mm -hmm. I originally watched it on Crunchyroll, which is my go-to like anime streaming site. Mm -hmm. Season Psychopath Two, aka Season Two, is also on Crunchyroll, not on Hulu. If, you, on Hulu. if you dare okay. keep going, mm -hmm. and then Psychopath Three, aka Season Three, is on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Oof, all over the place. <laughs> the The first two seasons came out between 2012 and 2014, and then the third season didn't come out to 2019. And then at that point, whatever network like owns it in japan like made a deal with amazon prime on the show ah, so it's only available on amazon prime and then in 2015 there was a psychopath the movie oh and then there's a spin-off series called psychopath sinners of the system which came out in 2019 and that one is on crunchyroll <laughs> okay and then <laughs> and then there's something called psychopath 3 first inspector which I believe if you go to Amazon Prime, it's labeled as season four. <laughs> wow. So it's, okay. it's it's a little complicated <laughs> to keep up with. I think the main show is just the first three seasons and then everything else is yeah, like the movie might have the characters, but it's like not related. You don't have to watch it. Okay. You know, it's it's, a, it's its own thing. Most animes complicated like this? Yes, I would say yes. Anything that's like multiple and... seasons. <laughs> okay. It's a little spicy. Especially when you're trying to figure out how to watch them. Not when you're not in Japan. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's probably smoother when you're in the country of origin. All in all, first season is 22 episodes, 22 minutes each. Second okay. season is 11 episodes, 22 minutes each. 
And the third season is eight episodes, 46 minutes each. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Two-hour movie. Mm-hmm. The, the spinoff series, Centers of the System, is three-hour, three one-hour films, apparently. Okay. And then season season four on Amazon Prime, a.k.a. Psychopaths 3 First Inspector, is a one film presented as three 45-minute episodes. <laughs> so... <laughs> If you add that all up, Sarah, it's about 15,029 minutes total or about 25 and a half hours. Okay. Which sounds like a lot, but I mean, if a normal show that has a bunch of seasons is way more than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It sounded like a lot when I added it up, but. Yes, it was an impressive number. (laughs) Yeah. So it took me a little while to gather all that and understand that. (laughs) Fair. Seems complicated as hell. (laughs) Either way, we didn't have to worry about it because. Two episodes on Hulu, yeah. Yeah, I I think I might actually be um like one episode away from finishing season one of the show. <laughs> okay. It it got a little I don't know what to say like samey or maybe like a little the dystopian effect factor like wore off of it, and then something mm. happened about like two thirds of the way through season one that I was like, okay, I'm back in on this. <laughs> and then I don't know how it concludes or what is season. I don't know what season two of the show is or season three of it is. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how far I'll get, but so far it's good. You could be leading us down towards, I don't know, some, some <laughs> lost type content at the end of this. Who knows? At least 21 episodes of solid content. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, this is a little bit different because the one, the person who's bringing the show to the podcast has not actually watched all of it. <laughs> but. My goal was I was trying to find an anime that I liked and fit your how would you call it like Blade Runner style. The fact that I liked the first (laughs) ten minutes of Andor. The first ten minutes of Andor, yeah. (laughs) What is that? What is that? If for people that haven't seen Andor, like what is it? Gritty Um, or grimy? Yeah, (laughs) sort of like a gritty dystopian sci-fi situation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I at least succeeded on that. Whether or not you're going to like it, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think I at least found something that fit. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Anything you want to say before we start, Sarah? Um, I went into it with, you know, the anime is not my thing, but I try to go into these with an open mind. So we'll see. (laughs) I tried my best, as always. (laughs) Okay. Sounds sketchy. Here we go. (laughs) Episode one. AKA the episode full of exposition. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. But also has action though, which I appreciate. Yes. Yes, it does. I was thinking that like, maybe we can talk about this after we talk, after we get through the episodes, but like you could almost switch episode two and episode one of the show. Kind of. Right. Yeah. Except, except like she's got a little bit of an arc like that requires. Some yeah. You might have to mix and match yeah. some of the details, but but episode one is kind of like action and explaining the mechanics of the universe of the mm-hmm. the dystopia we're about to watch. And then season two is like, I mean, episode two is like just character building with like no action. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you could have reversed it, but I think I like it better this way. I don't know. Yeah. They're trying to hook you in with the, the cool guns and action and, you know. Yeah. I, I was just thinking like in compared to like Andor, Andor was like very much just like let's build up all these new characters with nothing happening mm-hmm. and then something will happen <laughs> so <laughs> yes and that that didn't work for me as much but all right here we go you ready i'm ready yes episode one 
It's called Crime Coefficient. And we immediately start with the intro song for the show, I believe. Yes. And I wrote down emo music. No bad emo music. I did not like this song. Oh, you didn't like it? I don't no. I don't really think much about intro music on the animes. Um, <laughs> but the intro goes into like a flash forward, I would call it. Yes. I or you could call it like that's the present and everything we're about to watch is a flashback. But it's a very long flash. True. It's a multi-episode <laughs> flashback if you look at it that way. <laughs> But there's some yeah, sort of would, flash forward here. Yeah. It took me by surprise. I was like finishing, settling in like, okay, I'm going to take some notes and, you know, yeah, there's going to be flashes of whatever. It doesn't really matter. And I'm like, nope. Oh, wait, this shit matters. I got to pay attention. Yeah. But you get, before we get to the flash forward scene, you get a bit of like, I immediately got like Blade Runner vibes. Oh, from yeah. This city, right? Like this futuristic city. It might even be raining, but it's definitely at night and it's all like, ooh, a little grimy. And they're like robot police officers, like yes. zooming through the streets and stuff. Mm -hmm. But then we get to like, something's actually happening already. The song's still going, but something's happening. Yeah, there's a guy with a gun and he's fighting a guy with a robot arm or something. Yeah. It wasn't quite clear. Actually, a lot. <laughs> I have gotten to the point in the show where they get back to this. Uh-huh. It's a little too much to explain right now. <laughs> That's fair. You don't need to. <laughs> okay. Leave that mystery for later. It's basically a guy with a gun fighting. Some guy with a helmet on, I'll say. The helmet is mm -hmm. more important than whatever weapon he was using. It seems like they're in, like, the tallest tower in the city. Something yes. like that, yeah. And he, like, pushes that guy out of the window or something. But then there's also a shot of some guy with a terrible mullet. <laughs> is it a mullet? I don't even know. Yes. I didn't even think it's, about it. It's just it's anime hair. <laughs> it's a mullet. It's a terrible mullet. Okay. I don't like this man's like hair. Like silver white hair. Well, you're not yeah. supposed to like him, so. Okay, so they did their job. Um, <laughs> And, yeah, they're just going to have, like, a, what would you call this conversation? I wrote creepy dude on some stairs. That's what I wrote for oh, this, yeah, the yeah. Help okay, silver hair. that's fair. Yeah, it is a awkward, I don't know. Like, Very like serious. Mullet guy is, like, yeah, really serious, but, like, condescending. And just, like, telling this gun guy he did a good job or whatever. And then you get a voiceover that is a lady saying, like, Destiny has planned this encounter or whatever. And it's very dramatic. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I think I completely missed this thing when I first watched the show <laughs> or just forgot about it because it is not important for this to be, like, a flash forward in the show. And it blends into the opening credits. It makes it, Yeah, you know, it's a little you're, sneaky. You're likely to miss it. <laughs> yeah. It's not important, though. I don't think, like... It didn't need to be a flash forward. I'm not sure why it was. And they, like, say each other's names, too. And I wrote them down, but it's just forever gun guy and mullet guy. It's just... Okay, we're going to learn their names. <laughs> the 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 guy with the white hair, um, I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, but he's, yeah, he's going to end up being, like, the... All right, you're going to make me look it up. Here we go. Well, I wrote it down. I just can't say Japanese things accurately, so I get nervous about it. I think everybody goes by their, like, it's, oh, isn't Japan, their... like, reversed? Oh, yeah, you're probably right. So, Shogo, but it's longer. Makishima? Makishima, Ma Makishima yeah. Ma Ma He'll be referred to okay. as Makishima in the show. Okay, mullet guy it is. <laughs> and then the gun guy is, is what, Shinya Kogami? Kogami. Kogami, there we go. Makishima is the bad guy. <laughs> He's not going to be in the first two episodes. Yes. Well, Gun Guy gets a different nickname later because I didn't realize he was the same guy when he showed up, but it's fine. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> Let's just pretend this scene wasn't even important. <laughs> it's okay. not important at all. All right. Let's get to the main show here. Yeah, we get the big title that shows up, and then it's like, now it's definitely raining in the city, and there's robot cops, and they look really cute for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, like, cutting off access to a particular block of houses or something. Yeah, so we saw in the opening credits, like, it looked like police robots, like little, like, I don't even know how to describe them. <laughs> they're like uh, trash cans on wheels or something. Yeah. Like, zooming around. But then when they're when they're like creating a perimeter at the crime scene here, they have like hollow projections of like cutesy, like <laughs> like kids doll characters. I don't even know how to describe. Yeah, it. they're like like how um I think cities in Japan have mascots for their city, and they're just cutesy. It's, it's like that. Yeah, they're like police like, mascots. They're like they're cops. all this, yeah, they're all the same. Yeah, <laughs> whenever they have to like interact with citizens, I guess they just like project this hologram around the robot. To mm -hmm. make him look like friendly, basically, yeah. That would scare the absolute shit out of me. <laughs> I, their their dead eyes and their like super happy smile. It would unless like you it. lived in this universe and were familiar with this technology, which we'll get to I think, later. <laughs> I think it would still scare me. Okay, okay. But yeah, so there's a bunch of police robots that are guarding the scene, and then yeah, our main character arrives, Akane yes, Sunomori. Yes, she arrives to the scene, but she's late. But the robots, the robots let her pass when she shows her identification. I'm going to be referring to as, her as Akane. Yes, that is the name that I could remember through this whole thing. Like her official name is Inspector Sunomori, mm -hmm. but I think she gets referred to as Akane very often in the show. Yeah, so yeah, I have her definitely. as Akane, and we find out she's the she's an inspector. Uh, and she's going to be reporting to another inspector, Inspector Ginoza. Yes. Man who is too busy to do his job. Oh, he's serious. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, too busy to do his job? Well, we find so? out that she's a, like, this is her very first day. And he's like, I don't have time to give you the rookie treatment. And I'm like, what? To, like, tell her what her job is and, like, like do what you're supposed to do when you have a new employee? Well, we're going to find out that she, you know... She doesn't have to do very much, ultimately. Yeah. Uh, but somebody's life is on the line here, Sarah. We got to get to business. <laughs> we can't be hand-holding here. Well, maybe it shouldn't be our first day. <laughs> hey, they're low on manpower, you know. <laughs> I think that's what they say, okay. actually. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. Ginoza says she had bad luck for this being her first assignment. So we're like, already, okay. Well, what's, what's In the deep end. Yeah, what is, is this? Is, this is going to get serious pretty quick. Okay. <laughs> Ginoza's going to give the rundown. What's what's the situation, Sarah? So there is some guy who got scanned by a security drone and his psychopath was the wrong color <laughs> and he had to receive nice. therapy, but he panicked and ran away. So Yeah. Dude. Pretty close. Okay. All right. What's going on here? Yeah, so he was flagged by a street scanner. He was just like walking around, minding his own business. <laughs> uh-huh. And then they're going to refer to this guy as the target. He's some dude. I don't even yeah. know what his name is. Um, they call this they call this scan on him a hue check. A hue check. H-U-E. I got very confused by this. Okay. Because there's, well, maybe it's a little bit later, but like, so there's the hue of your psychopath. Yeah. Which indicates if you're a crimey person. But then there's also your crime coefficient, yeah. which indicates if you're a crimey person but in numbers <laughs> instead of colors 
Yeah, it's a mystery, sir. Okay. I this is my interpretation. I do not actually know the true <laughs> mechanics of this technology. So this guy's crime coefficient, we get the reading. It's 126.3, which is high, I guess. I think anything over 100 is considered to be like like, you know, this person will more likely than not commit a crime, something like that. Okay. But it's not high enough to be like this person is an immediate inevitable massive danger to society it's mm -hmm. like treatable you know okay but then also what comes with a, the crime coefficient number is a hue check i guess which is like some sort of color <laughs> yeah it said his psychopath was forest green forest green yeah which seems like a nice color to me but they said it meant that his compulsion and aggression should be high yeah, don't know the scale they're using here. <laughs> Not a damn clue. I thought green was a very calming color, but okay. We're gonna get a couple scans of other people as we go, and maybe we can dice maybe we can figure it out. I don't fully understand the color system. <laughs> and it's not just colors; it can also be cloudy, which is a bad thing. I think cloudy is just like an adjective to describe your hue, as if like it's not a good color. But, but I haven't seen any forest green clouds. I'm very confused. But okay. Well, it's like, okay, okay. If there's just like a range of colors that are considered bad, it's like, what's the word for it? They, they just call it cloudy. I don't know. Okay. okay. Something like that. It's, some, it's basically like, you know, slang jargon that <laughs> yeah. we're trying to understand. But yeah, 126.3 crime coefficient, forest green. And he's also maybe on some drugs, I think they told us. Yeah, and that's going to be important. So I think I think there isn't necessarily a direct correlation to the crime coefficient and then the color of your scan. Okay. It's some, like the crime coefficient is more like definitive of like represents you in that moment. But the color can be kind of like in which way you're trending in a way. Like if you're cloudy, it's like, oh, you're getting worse. Mm, but you okay. could have like a good color and still have a high crime coefficient. I, I, I don't know. It's... <laughs> it's not a hundred percent clear <laughs> i don't think it ever fully gets explained in the show okay. but it's just it's just part of the cool dystopia that i i like okay. the, i like that there's just like a number <laughs> and it's like oh that number's not good that's the dystopia we live in fair uh we also find out that the target has also grabbed a young female as a hostage and he's hiding somewhere in this block of housing which they said is an abolition block which never came up again, so I don't know what that means. But presumably, it's difficult in there. I didn't even pick up on the term, but there was something about how they couldn't send in drones. Mm -hmm. Something like that. It, it was basically just an excuse to say why they couldn't do in a different way. Because in later episodes, mm -hmm. they are going to use drones to kind of like lead the way in certain situations. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, they couldn't use them here. So, yeah. Inspector Ginoza explains the situation. And then a truck's going to roll into the scene. Yes. She calls it a paddy wagon. She's very like, oh, it's a paddy wagon. This character, Akane, is actually like really smart and really qualified. Mm -hmm. But she kind of has to like be dumb in this first episode. For our sake. Yeah. yeah. In order for all the other characters to explain to her, aka the audience, why everything yeah. is the way it is. <laughs> exactly. But she really, she really should know all this stuff already. <laughs> Yeah, I think. So she's very, like, shocked that this truck is rolling in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Gino 
Pocono's has to explain to her what's going on. And this truck is filled with enforcers. Do you want to attempt yeah. to explain what enforcers are, Sarah? Okay. These are people whose crime numbers, crime coefficients, are way above regulation, but they made a deal to be pseudo cops to try and hunt down other people with high crime coefficients. And this guy says they're all deeply disturbed and she like shouldn't trust them or something. So it's a great work environment. Yeah. He calls them he refers to them as hunting dogs. Yeah. Used to trek, basically. Don't think of them as human beings, Sarah. That's what Ginoza oh. says. Yeah, I I'm not a fan of Gnoza or maybe um the whole system here. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's fair. That's fair. Gnoza has an interesting backstory that will come up later. Okay. Not in the first two episodes, but <laughs> no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but one day. Well, once we see a couple more scans, we can try to like understand the scale of this crime coefficient. There's something about enforcers that I I don't know what you do to qualify you for them, or maybe it's just people that got driven into a hot like became a high crime coefficient and were also already in the field of law enforcement that is something that i think comes up in the second episode that yeah. one of them kind of talks about and that's kind of what it seems like but that might not be true for everybody like that might just be his story it's unclear as so many things are right yeah. now I got I got a little bit of like Suicide Squad vibes <laughs> yes, when these people 100%, rolled in. Yeah. Yes. Now they're not they're not being sent to like basically like you know they're not like being sent to like they care if what these is a suicide die, mission yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's better that they die than the inspectors but it's not <laughs> they're not actually sending them in to die they think they're gonna yeah. get the job done mm -hmm. and there's gonna be four of these enforcers that come out of the truck. Oh, you ready for my sweet names for these people? Okay. I know two of them for sure, and maybe one of them, and I forget, I forget what the woman's enforcer name is. I don't. I didn't write that one down. She's not really in these first oh. episodes very much. I don't know any of their real okay. names. Here are my nicknames. There's old guy. There's crime girl. There's young crime guy. And then there's serious guy. Bam. Serious guy is the guy from the beginning he is gun guy from the beginning yes and that took me a while to figure out okay okay so the gun guy from the beginning mm -hmm. the serious guy his name is kogami yes i would say he also is kind of like the main character in the show to to an extent the beginning of the show made it seem like he was entirely yeah. i would say him character. and akane are the main characters mm -hmm. and then the older guy is masaoka he is like as you'd expect like the veteran guy mm -hmm. and then there's a younger guy who as we talk right now i cannot remember his name but i wrote it down <laughs> later in the, in the second episode <laughs> yeah when he's more prevalent the other woman there's an episode about her backstory at some point but um she does not talk at all in the first two episodes or at least nothing of significance that i wrote yeah. down she just gives tough girl stares. Because what's going to happen is they're going to split up into two groups. And basically the dynamic is here is that the enforcers are basically under the inspectors. And the inspectors are in charge of yes. the enforcers. And Ganoza like, tells them that they should view Akane as their second owner. And I'm yes. like, gross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they're basically each inspector, Inspector Ganoza and Inspector Akane, are going to... 
each take two enforcers, and then they're going to go searching for this target. Anything there else before we split? one thing that happens okay. here where the younger guy is just like, oh my god, she's so adorable. Yeah, like, yeah. He's weird at her immediately. But also, she is teeny, stereotypical anime girl, I guess. So, like, she's shorter than everybody, and she's kind of cute, I guess. So that's true. But it's Oh, you can say this be like a typical anime girl? Interesting. Well, I mean, is she not, like... She's an anime girl. <laughs> They're anime guys. <laughs> well, I mean, we get to meet another yeah. woman in the second episode. Is she a typical anime girl? Well, shall I say, like, like a completely main different character anime girl, right? Like, oh. she's she's cute and petite, right? Like that is that not the thing? That feels oh, I don't like know. That's the thing. I didn't ever thought about it like that. Okay, from the, my wide <laughs> experience in anime, it feels like a thing. <laughs> um, I guess so. I okay. didn't see it. I didn't see I it, like know. anything strange. <laughs> Yeah, so they're going to divide up. The, the, the two names I mentioned are going to go with Akane, and we're going to be Older following guy, them around. serious guy, yeah. yes. Kogami and Masoka are going with Akane. And then... We learn about the fancy guns. Yeah, and this upbeat music starts when this, like... <laughs> I don't... This is basically, like, the... It's kind of like the drone that they can use, but it's basically like a, like a fancy box on wheels that mm -hmm. has... Stores these guns in them. But these guns are special, Sarah. <laughs> yes. They all grab one out of this box. I guess I think the box, like, in, in future episodes, like, they'll kind of run alongside the box. And maybe the box will go first. And then they'll, like, grab the guns when they need them. But I think they needed to, like, grab them now in this situation for some reason. So that's why they so that way, that extra explanation earlier. Yeah. So they could explain them all right now in a calm situation. Yes. Yeah. So they all grab one. And then we get the explanation of these guns. They're called Dominators. Yes. You want to attempt to explain okay. this fancy gun. So first of all, when you pick up the gun, it like authenticates you to make sure you're authorized to use the gun. Mm -hmm. And then you hear a voice in your head and your eyes go green for a second because science fiction stuff. But when you point the gun at somebody, it reads their crime coefficient and tells you what it is. And then it tells you if you can shoot them or not. And if the number is high enough to shoot, but not too high, you'll paralyze them. But if it's high enough, you just straight up murder some bitches because the gun <laughs> said so. Yes. It basically, it won't release the trigger on the gun unless it's pointing at somebody that it deems worthy of being shot. Yes. And they, I forget which character says, but they're like, if it says shoot, then shoot. Simple. <laughs> That's how they explain yep. it to a guy. Yeah, I am confused about what the lethal number is. I want to say it's like over 200. Although, I don't know. I don't know what the lethal benchmark is, but I think 100 is like Unclear. the, you deserve yeah. to be like, temporarily, temporarily <laughs> paralyzed by this gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Temporary. It's is temporary. Yeah. Word it's temporary. There. Yeah. Yes. It's basically like a stun gun, but it. But like, it's it a seems little, to last a while. Yeah. It's not the equivalent of being tased. It's It's stronger than mm -hmm. that. Yeah, and one of the one of the weird uh, details that I did not pick up on when I first watched this episode was that the holder of the gun is like the only one that can hear the gun communicating. Yes. So like you hear it. Yeah. There's some crazy, yeah, like you said, sci-fi nonsense going on. <laughs> There's also a weird moment here that I didn't notice until later, and I still don't know what this means. <laughs> but okay, I think before Kogami. The serious guy even picks up a gun. I could be wrong about this. I think uh -huh. his eyes turn green. Yeah, I have a note in there that his eyes 
glow green and she's all like super intimidated and like what's up but then like when she picked up the gun her eyes did and i'm like oh i guess it's just because he was picking up a gun but then i I, think you're right i don't know i think you're right i think i've been like i've been seeing this as like okay there's like some secret (laughs) with kogami going on (laughs) i think it's not though i think you're right it's like it's just it's something about when you hold this gun it just like makes your eyes change color sometimes well, you do, like, see extra things when you hold the gun, right? Like, you see the crime number and, like, some details. So I guess that's what it's doing. I guess I didn't interpret it that way, but you're probably right. Yeah, it is, like, that's their actual vision. Like, when they're seeing, like, the, like, Terminator view mm-hmm. of, like, whatever gun. is, enha- It's, like, enhancing their <laughs> eyesight somehow. I think yeah. you're right, yeah. Because there, there's a point when, I, I think when you're, when it the gun decides, like, not to let you pull the trigger it might turn red their eyes might turn red and that's when i first noticed it and i thought this it was like some weird thing going on i think you're right i think i'm looking too far into it though it's actually just like (laughs) it's directly related to just holding this gun Mm. but yeah the idea here is the enforcers will hunt the target while the inspectors just observe they're just like they're just like the babysitter (laughs) inspectors are just like the Mm -hmm. babysitters for the enforcers and um like she wants to like she's like so what's the plan and the old dude and serious guy are just like we're just gonna go do it right now and she like wants to be strategic and yeah kogami is just like whatever if you don't like what we're doing you can just shoot us we're criminal yeah, too it's exactly. fine like oh okay yeah it's weird i guess it's there's just a weird dynamic because like even though she's their superior it's like it's they know it's her first day so they like <laughs> they know they're more qualified than her basically yeah and she is not speaking with confidence or anything. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to take her seriously right now. But yeah, basically, the guns will actually work on the enforcers. Like, if you pointed them at them, their crime coefficients will be high and the trigger will release. All right. Dare you <laughs> describe the next scene we get, Sarah? Okay. The next scene, we're like in a building and it's the target guy and he's like talking to himself or his hostage about how he was just an upright nobody until today, just like they want you to be. And then now he's suddenly treated like a criminal because of the scanner thing, flagging him as a criminal. And so now he won't be able to get a job or get married or whatever. So he might as well just kill anybody he feels like. Yeah. I think this, so this is important. I think he actually phrases it as like, I might as well just do what I want to do now. Yeah. So, like, in the beginning of this, like, it feels like you're supposed to get some sympathy for this guy, like, just because he got flagged on this thing, like, his life is basically over. But, like, then he just basically reveals that, like, he wants to do terrible shit anyway, so you feel less bad for him. Yeah. Basically, what he wants to do is forcibly have sex with a beautiful woman. (laughs) A beautiful woman. Yes. That is why he took this hostage, and she's already, like, pretty beaten up, and, uh... Then they cut away after he says that that's what he wants to do, and you just assume that's what's gonna happen. Yes, terrible stuff, stuff yep. about to happen. So no more sympathy for this guy. Yeah. So, but th- does this? How do you feel at this moment about the the Sybil system? Is what this is called? This whole thing that's reading crime coefficients and hue colors and psychopaths, whatever. It's all under the Sybil system. Well, like obviously the a show like this is supposed to 
get to the point where it talks about how this is terrible and ridiculous and it's, they start to like lay that groundwork here but it gets totally undercut by the fact that he is a terrible douchebag and is about to do some terrible shit uh yeah so they they gotta grow into their questioning of the system later more, but at this point like what do you think the the scan is scanning you like what is it scanning you for like it's is it like your capacity to do crime? Is it your, like, is it reading your thoughts and the fact that you've thought about doing things? Like, what do you? Oh, unclear. I don't know what this science is sciencing on. Yeah. Um, and like the answer to that is like changes how you view it, right? Like, cause it's just your capacity for crime. Well, just like anybody has a capacity for crime. Like that doesn't mean you're going to crime. Which is so like, yeah, that's probably not the right way to phrase it. Yeah, I don't, but like, I mean, that that's what this is going to get down to, right? Like, if you watch Minority yeah. Report or anything like this, like, that's the, yeah, the big theme, right? Is it is different than Minority Report in that this seems, it, it seems to me, I, I don't know if it's fully clear, even as far as I've gotten in the show, it seemed to me like, oh, almost like, okay, you must have thought about doing a crime or like terrible things or something to, have a crime coefficient as high as this guy's was i guess but the only reason he's going to go ahead and do it is because he gets flagged you know <laughs> or was he going to do it eventually i don't know it's hard to tell like okay is the civil is the civil system a good thing in this specific case or not well i mean in this specific case it directly resulted in this woman getting abducted and assaulted so probably not a good thing but did, but in the old system where there wasn't this that would it have prevented several assaults you know that this guy would have done anyway impossible to know yeah okay i think it's a it's an interesting ethical dystopia that's why i kind of got into this mm -hmm. i think it gets weirder when we get towards the end of the episode where it starts like revealing that it's also like intertwined with mental health too yeah like yeah we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there that's 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 the even weirder part of it. Yeah. So th this scene with this guy and this woman, like, it is truly disturbing. Um, like, I would be out on this show if the dystopianness of this mm. universe wasn't intriguing. But yeah. it kept me going, just this this whole civil system idea. And to be clear, they do not show any, like, actual assault situation in this scene. It's just, like, implied. So, FYI. Yeah. For I wouldn't people. say they don't show nothing. But well, yeah, it's not, it's not, they're weird. not showing the whole process. Yeah. But yeah, even as we see her, like the woman is already in bad shape mm -hmm. and is freaking out herself, which is an important note. Yes. But then we're going to go to Makane, Masoka, and Kogami kind of searching around. But uh, Kogami's kind of like doing his own thing while Akane mm -hmm. and Masoka are, are kind of walking together and doing like the whole kind of cool hand signals to like split up and like yeah and just having dialogue that's helpful to the audience kind of stuff <laughs> yes yeah. also true so akane's as they're walking she's gonna like see a guy just like sleeping on the streets well it seems like she gets like real startled by it at first but then is like yeah she's on edge i don't know yeah yeah but she like turns around and points her gun but just like some sleeping guy on the street gun's like you can't shoot him chill out yeah. this guy is gonna have a crime coefficient of 52.1 but the gun says enforcement action not required trigger is now locked i'm gonna have all the specific phrasing of this gun because <laughs> i think it's important okay. to understand mm -hmm. and then she points it at old guy's back yeah at Masoka. 
And his crime coefficient is 127-ish. I might have rounded. Yeah. And the gun says, target is a registered enforcer. So the gun knows who it's aiming at. But Mm -hmm. then it says, enforce at will. Trigger safety now released. (laughs) Yeah. So she can shoot any of these people. (laughs) Yeah. Enforce at will. That's what the gun says. And Akane has this like internal monologue moment where she's like but he seems like such a normal person how could he have such exactly. a high crime number this guy so masaoka's crime coefficient is actually slightly higher than what the targets was mm-hmm. on the routine scan on the street street, street yeah. scanner and akane yeah i guess she's been trained but she hasn't met somebody that has a high crime coefficient and appears to be normal and i think i think what this sets up is just kind of like this idea in this universe that like regardless of the problems in the system like it is working to some effect where like people are so just like not familiar with crime at all because mm. the system is working to some degree so she is actually just like shocked in this moment that somebody could have a high crime coefficient and not seem like a lunatic like she just thought that if you have a high crime coefficient it would be like obvious but in her everyday life, is she able to see people's crime numbers? Like, I would think not. She just kind of assumes that I wonder that everybody too. on the street is just fine. Yeah. I don't think there's any reason to go around scanning people, but it does seem like we'll get to a point in this first episode where, like, they might just have, like, the equivalent of... It might just be, like, an app on your phone that you can actually mm. <laughs> scan people. Oh, I thought that was the color, which is different it had a number on it too though oh it did i think weird but yeah in this universe if you're like a normal citizen you just kind of assume like oh it would be easy to tell somebody that had a crime crime prohibition Mm -hmm. um but it's actually not the case they're gonna be keep talking and masaoka has heard rumors about akane yeah she was the top of her class and super smart but he tells her she should forget everything she learned yeah classic old guy yeah on the streets there's nothing reasonable that happens yeah and all of her training was pointless yeah which i mean to be fair she seemed pretty clueless up to this point so i'm inclined to agree yeah i i think i can tell you a little bit about about masaoka without it really being a spoiler he's basically he's a a former inspector Uh, that got He's seen like, too much he, shit. His hue became cl- too cloudy, and then his crime coefficient got too high. Uh, Something like that. Yeah, so yeah. then he got he got moved to being an enforcer, basically. That makes sense. But he was an inspector for so long that he like he might have been an inspector before the civil system. I don't know. It's oh, something like okay. he's he's like kind of familiar with like things before the civil system. It seems like Interesting. whether or not okay. he was actually working at the time or just alive at that time. He I'm just remembers sure. a time before. Yeah. So he's like an old school kind of guy. And we're going to get, see, we'll get <laughs> to see him. I think in the second episode, like kind of show his like old school skills. Mm-hmm. Confuse Akane a little bit. <laughs> but then we get a, they hear, they get on the police radio and one of the enforcers on the other unit has found the target. Yeah. The, the young guy is like literally right outside the room. Yes. And he's like, I found him. And then the other inspector guy's like, okay, just stay there and watch him. And we're on our way. And he's like, I don't think she's going to survive. So he gets permission to shoot him. Yeah. 
it, it seems weird, like why he wouldn't act immediately, but I think it's like he literally isn't supposed to do anything unless mm-hmm. the inspector gives him permission, basically. Yeah, but the gun already gave him permission, so really, he should just follow the gun. That's is true. what I've learned so far. <laughs> yeah, so he the gun is gonna rescan this guy, and now his crime coefficient is up to 193.6. Well, that makes sense, because he is actively doing a crime. Yes, okay. I agree. I think that makes sense. He's like 80 points higher. Still, though, not high enough for lethal force, right? Yes. It says enforcement action required. Safety trigger now released. That's the same as it was on the uh, Masoka. Mm -hmm. So he fires and hits him with the essentially like a a taser. Gun gun, yeah. And it doesn't work. Yeah. This was weird because it's like the first time that we see the gun in action in the show. And it just like doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. But it's because he's on too many drugs or something. They explained it by saying he was like on too many drugs to get knocked out by it. So he resisted the paralysis. And then I think the the target is just going to like grab the woman and use her as like a human shield. And he like jumps out the window or something. Yeah. Well, before he jumps out the window, I think he aims the gun at him again. Oh yeah, and it's like it's time to kill this guy. Go yeah. for it. And we don't get a we don't get a number, but the gun is like target's judgment has been reappraised. Lethal mode activated. And then the yeah. gun does this like transformation like Into animation. A bigger gun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the science behind this gun transformation <laughs> thing. It kinda looks ridiculous. Um Yes it does. Yeah, but before he's gonna fire the lethal shot, the guy like jumps out the window with the woman and runs away. So then they have to re-pursue him. Like, we get a scene of him, like, running, carrying the hostage, and he's, like, talking about how cloudy his psychopath is, and he shows it to her. And, oh, no, he shows her her own psychopath. Yeah. And it seemed like he just had a phone. Like, this was, like, an app on his phone. Oh, I guess. I thought he just, like, took it from her. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure, actually. But he's like, see, yours is almost as bad as mine now. And so it's going to be just as bad for you if they catch us as it's going to be for me. And that confused me a lot because yes. why should her psychopath be bad now? So I think they we get a shot of her looking at the phone, but she's like upside down. Mm-hmm. So the phone is upside down. What I saw is that it seemed like her crime coefficient was 110. So she's above 100 now. Uh huh. And her Q color was steel blue. Don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Very confused because in the next episode, somebody has a different blue color and it's a good thing, but okay. It's not steel blue. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) I don't know. Seems like you just have to memorize all the names of the colors that are bad. (laughs) There's no like spectrum. In terms of watching the show, you do not need to understand the color system at all. (laughs) It helps a little bit to understand the scale of the the crime coefficients, but the the color system really doesn't matter. You should be able to look at a color wheel, divide it in half, and be like, these ones are good ones, these ones are bad ones, yeah. and there you go. <laughs> but it's all the fuck over the place. Yeah. I, I, I can't explain the color system, honestly. <laughs> but this is a interesting concept that it's like, I think I think Masaoka is going to kind of explain this to Akane yeah, a little bit back after to this. Them and he like explains that they have to get to them quick because the hostages pass is going to be soon beyond the point of no return too. And she says something like, you don't mean psychohazard, do you? 
definitely oh, did that she? term before, but that's <laughs> okay. a thing. I missed that one. But the basic premise is that crime coefficients can be contagious. Because that makes sense? If It kind of makes sense. Like, I mean, like, people that have, like, traumatic things that happen to them are probably potentially more likely. No, it's people who have traumatic things that happen to them have PTSD and need to go to therapy. And, like, yes. real therapy, not quote-unquote whatever this mysterious future doom therapy is. Yeah. Um... It's not that it's not that it's necessarily guaranteed to happen. I I just think like okay, is it possible? Yes, that's what I would. That's how I would look at it. Oh yeah, yeah. But like that, like trauma takes a while to set in and turn into like bad behaviors. In theory, it's not like you are getting kidnapped, and the longer you are kidnapped, the more evil you are about to be. It's very weird. Yeah, and it's they not... should reassess their whole science situation. I don't know if it's, I guess it it is some level of, like, correlation to, like, evil, I guess you could say. Um, or just criminess, whatever. It's kind of, like, snowballing for this woman, basically, because kind of similar to how the the guy, when he got scanned and had a high crime coefficient, and then it just snowballed for him where he was like, oh, well, I'm screwed anyway, might as well. Yeah, but like, he, like, going. wanted to do all these things yes. to begin with. Now, we're not familiar with this woman's background, but once yeah. it it seems like, okay, based on the situation, okay, your crime coefficient went up to 110, right? Which is slightly above, mm -hmm. but it's not, like, terrible. Like, she can go to therapy in this universe, basically, to fix that. I'm also still deeply concerned about whatever therapy in this universe is. Oh, really? It feels like there's definite quotes around it. and it's, Oh, really? I'm, I'm worried about what that really is. I'm, um, yeah, I'm not Feels like sure. lots of drugs or brain or... um. Just, I don't brainwashing or some oh. like terrible like futuristic breakdown your psyche and maybe make you conform situation. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But what I what I saw is like once he showed the woman her psych what her psychopath reading was, and she saw mm -hmm. that she was above a hundred. I feel like it did the same thing. It's gonna do the same thing that to the guy where it's gonna like snowball where she starts freaking out. Not just the fact that she's going through the tra traumatic experience, but the fact that her crime coefficient is also high now. So it's like multiple things are like yeah, causing but her to go out of control. Freaking, she's freaking out about it, and that's like in this feedback loop of making it go higher, I guess. Yeah. But I don't think that that's actually making her want to do crime, you know? Like, I don't think she's actually becoming a danger to others. The point at which she arguably does is just because... They are chasing her down because she has a high number, not because like she inherently wants to crime, you know? Yeah. So this yeah, you're right. broken. I, I think I felt the same way you did, but since I've watched more of the show and <laughs> they've explained more about like what's behind the simple system a little bit. Okay. It like kind of, not that I agree with it, but it makes mm -hmm. sense why she's going to have the readings coming ah, up okay. that she does. Well, let's keep going. Interesting. Yeah. Masoka's telling Akane that they need to hurry up to save the woman. And then they see the target cross the street in front of them. And it feels like he's about to tell her the reason that they all became enforcers in the first place, like reveal some big secret, but they get distracted by seeing the target. And we don't get that here. Yeah. Um, so they chase him down pretty quickly. And then the target is going to use the woman as a hostage again and as a mm -hmm. human shield. And he's all like, put your guns down or she's going to die. 
And then they do, and he tries to use the gun, but it doesn't work because it's a science gun, and it only works for people who are authorized. Yeah, this seems like a move that Masaoka has done many times where he just like is like, okay, and he just drops his gun and slides it over to the, <laughs> the target. And then the target like drops the woman to pick up the gun, and then he tries to shoot at them, and then the gun's just like, not authorized to use. <laughs> like, the, I guess the citizens don't know how these dominators work, which oh, yeah. which makes sense. So now that the woman is not a human shield for the guy, Kogami just comes out of nowhere and shoots his gun at the guy. And um, what would you say happens to this guy when he gets shot? Okay, first of all, he's all like, he says some dramatic line, like, you have my deepest sympathies. And then Kogami does? Notes, yes. <laughs> okay. And then in my notes, I have three lines of ellipses, and it says he shoots him in the arm, and then he just explodes. Like, yeah. this guy fucking explodes for yep. no reason. It's like he expands and then blows up. Yeah, it's some sort of like molecular nuclear reaction that happens when he gets shot by these. It is intense. It is, it is not. I was not expecting that to happen when I watched this. Nope. <laughs> and of course, this hostage is highly traumatized by all of the things that have led up to this moment, including the exploding man. <laughs> the exploding man that is getting all over her because <laughs> she was yes. like right next to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the, the lethal mode on these guns, like, this guy fully explodes here. I where Do you know where he got hit? Like, it was literally in his arm. Like, the front of his arm near where he was trying to shoot this gun. There are other times where, like, the gun will, like, maybe it's, like, hitting them in the hand or something. And then, for whatever reason, like, only their arm blows up or something. Like, somehow, oh. they only lose, like, a limb and they can survive, like, one shot Maybe of it. it has to do with their, their how high their number is, and his number's just so high that he's got to fully explode. Yeah, I'm not sure what the science behind this, like, body <laughs> explosion gun is, but... Uh, I don't think the show is sure on that either, <laughs> Something that would be super gross in live action, but I can watch it since it's animated, yeah. basically. And, um, yeah, the woman is now covered in blood, and she's freaking out even more, understandably. Mm-hmm. Especially because... Now the old guy is pointing his gun at her. Well, for, first Akane just comes over and she's like trying to settle her down. Oh, yeah. She's like, we're here to help. And then her friendo is just like pointing a gun at her. So it's like, that's yeah. not helpful. Masaoka, the old guy, comes over and is like, you, you should really check her psychopaths. And then he points the gun at her. And her crime coefficient is now up to 162.9. And it says enforcement action required, but non-lethal. Yeah, these guns are bullshit. Like, she's just <laughs> highly traumatized right now. She needs yeah. a bath and therapy. Yeah, so Akane, basically what happens is, he's about, he's like preparing to shoot her, but Akane is like saying like, wait, you don't have to shoot her. Like, don't be ridiculous, basically. Yeah. But even Masaoka isn't like, to him, you know, he's been doing this for years. He's just like, mm-hmm. I'm shooting her because that's what we're supposed to do. But he knows like, they're going to take them to a like a treatment facility so that she can be treated like he he they're not shooting her to then like put her in prison necessarily i mean aren't they though i don't know about this therapy place yet uh yeah that's a good question i'm trying to even think of what it is and how much do they show of it but it seems like people can recover is the idea yeah so he masaoka doesn't really I'm, i'm trying to paint this as like okay masaoka isn't like this terrible guy who's using this gun out of line it's like He's doing what he's supposed to, yeah. He's almost shooting her so that she doesn't actually commit a crime right now while her crime co- coefficient is high, in a way. I guess, yeah. But it's it's also like you could just be like, hey, 
here's a blanket. Calm down. Let's go get you some help. Yeah, and that's what Akane's doing. And that seems a lot more reasonable. But the woman is actually freaking out, and she's going to, like, back yeah, up and, like, fall down like, a staircase or something. Argue, and she kind of sneaks away a little bit. Yeah, like, so she, she, she actually away. runs away, so which also makes sense because she has a gun mm-hmm. pointed at her. But um, it's interesting. I, I it's yeah. obviously it, if you compare it to like how things work in our world, you know, <laughs> it, this seems terrible. But you know, in the, in this yeah. world, like, is it maybe it's not so bad to be shot by a stun gun? <laughs> I don't know. We do find out what happens to somebody later, so <laughs> yes. we'll, we can talk about that then. Okay. Um. So the woman's gonna run away. Yes. And then to th- this is the state of mind. This this is what's going to happen here is kind of where I, I'm not sure like what the right thing to do here is because this, yeah, the serious guy Kogami is going to be the first to catch up to her, but she has like covered herself in like gasoline. Yeah. She's in a big old pile of gas and has a lighter. Yeah. And I, I can't tell is she, I guess she's preparing to commit suicide, but it also seems like she might be trying to like blow up the building at the same time, it seems to be more than just she killing is herself. not super aware of what she's doing, right? Like, she has experienced a whole lot of deep trauma right now. Yeah. She's not in a clear state of mind. Um, I think if the rules were not the gun says shoot her, we wouldn't be in this situation, you know? Like, she would not be so desperate to get away if it were not for the, the rules and the numbers and the cloudy passes or whatever. Yeah. But it, it does seem like I think it's important to point out that, like, what she's, like, she's preparing to, like, light this gasoline, basically. And it would kill her. But I think it also would, like, potentially destroy the building that they're in, too. Or, at the very least, like, injure these guys, too. So, yeah. Kogami has tracked her down. And he's preparing to shoot her. And Akane comes in late. And he, she's, like, begging him not to shoot. But basically, the while Kogami has her gun aimed at her, the gun says that her judgment has been reappraised to lethal has to murder this poor traumatized lady because she's been traumatized and can't be fixed, which is ridiculous. And then Akane before Kogami can shoot Akane makes the split decision to shoot Kogami, which is only a paralyzing shot. Right. Um, So she hits him and he becomes paralyzed and then saves the woman basically. Yeah. So that's when she talks her down from the lighter and is like, see, it's fine. I'm on your side. I shot the guy who was going to shoot you. And then I think she aims her gun back at the woman. And it, she's been like reappraised to non-lethal yes. at that point. So this is how fast your crime coefficients can change, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if they can change that fast, then you probably should never shoot people. Because it seems wrong. you could get them back down to normal levels or semi-normal levels. Yeah. But she still doesn't paralyze her. Other inspector guy catches up with them and 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 shoots the hostage. Oh yeah, he comes and out paralyzes her and shoots her and paralyzes her. And he's super disappointed. Yes, he expects a detailed report in from Akane in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of episode one. Then there's some Hells, terrible yeah. music I also didn't like. Again. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I mean, it's not whatever. a fan of the soundtrack, but it's interesting. Okay. okay, so yeah, yeah, I I was super interested by this dystopian future based on this episode and it is a lot of like explaining like stuff mm-hmm. compared to like character development but um i like that i pretty much have a grasp at least of the basics of this universe in 22 minutes or whatever 
I have a grasp of it, but the details are fuzzy and weird, yeah. and I don't know if they will ever make sense, but that's okay. It's good that yeah. it's fuzzy and weird because that's part of the intrigue of it. Well, I just mean, like, why is green bad? Are all green oh, bad? Oh, no, really, not all blue. You're really bad. focusing on the color. <laughs> I was much more interested the, in the number. <laughs> <laughs> the number makes so much more sense. The colors are confusing. Yeah. The ethics of this is like weird. It's like, okay, uh, like, how much do you trust this system? That it's being accurate is accurate, right? And then I feel like you should not trust it at all. But I also have a problem. With but it seems story, to be so working <laughs> to some degree. If like people, but it also wanted to shoot this poor traumatized victim. Yes. So, mm, but so if Akane had let Masaoka sh- shoot her stunned, she wouldn't have gotten to the point of being lethal. You know what I mean? But if the system never said she should have been shot, she wouldn't yeah. be freaking out so much. So bam. Yeah, but. <laughs> it's spicy it is definitely <laughs> spicy yes <laughs> all right you want to share any thoughts now or do you just want to go um at this point i was like well this was episode of exposition i cannot yes. judge the show by this first episode okay. so did not have strong opinions other than um at first i was like she's gonna de- like there's definitely gonna be like some tension with her and like serious guy but then i remembered the other anime you had me watch and like nobody ever hooks up so i don't know if that's true um but it felt like there should be some yeah tension between them the show is not categorized a romance but i don't know if that means it can't have romance you don't sound very um <laughs> Hey, I haven't like finished the show. Like, trying to hide anything. Like, I feel like somewhere in the first season, it would have gotten a little closer to hinting at something if it was there. Yeah. So I guess I will the show is very not serious. think about that anymore. There's not a lot of time for romance <laughs> in the show. Okay. That's not to say that there isn't anything, but, you know. It just would have been an extra layer of her, like, I agree. questioning the system where she's like, oh, but I'm so attracted to this this crime boy, but why is his crime score so high? It would have been, I don't know, I thought it would have been good, but okay. Yeah, I agree. Whatever. Why not throw the, <laughs> why not throw the genre in there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you like these kind of dystopian things? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would say yes. I wasn't sure if that, because that... I mean, like, Star Wars is dystopia, but it's, like, so well-known that it's almost not. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> there is a silly adventure aspect to a lot of Star Wars that makes it not feel so dystopian, you know? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to get to episode two? I am. Less so action. Ready. Less <laughs> explaining. More jellyfish. <laughs> that, that's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> I, it was not clear how to describe this thing that's going to happen, but I wrote jellyfish, too. Yeah, okay. We're on the same page. Let's get to episode two. (laughs) (laughs) Before the credits opening song, we're going to see Kogami is waking up in a hospital bed. Yeah. Waking up from this paralysis. This this stun is a little bit serious in that he couldn't just get up like 10 minutes later. It's, you know, a trip to the hospital. (laughs) Yeah. Then we go direct, after he wakes up, we go directly to Akane waking up. But she's in her home, which I believe is an apartment. And she's getting woken up by an eldritch horror. No, it's a jellyfish thing. That what was that? What did you le- say? <laughs> an eldritch horror. Like Lovecraftian tentacle doom. Um, but no, um, it's, it's a weird jellyfish. And I don't like this jellyfish. It makes me You don't like the jellyfish. It's, it, it's loud and it's too happy. And at some point it's wearing a maid's dress. 
Oh, was and, it? I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a weird hologram assistant, I guess, yeah. that wakes her up. It's a hologram home assistant. <laughs> but then, like, also does other things. I don't know. I was happy once the jellyfish was off screen. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's annoying, but it's like it's like an automated, like, thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it does tell her that... um her psychopath is powder blue. That's just, that's a nice ass psychopath there. She has a top notch healthy brain, mm-hmm. which is great. But then she like flashes back to the yesterday and the shooting and the not shooting and she seems upset about it. So it doesn't feel like maybe she has a top notch healthy brain. She's emotionally distressed, but I'm not a jellyfish, so I can't tell these things. Or she's just able to handle stress i guess yeah solid maybe but yeah then we go to the intro or whatever and we come right back i was worried that this was going to be important again but it wasn't i don't think in the credits no it was like, the normal it was just... intro. sometimes sometimes the intro of like episode one of an anime is like different or might not even be in the anime until episode two sometimes i think mm. but then it's just like a like a thing that you can skip like a normal intro yeah. to any other show there are lots of big guns and bad hair and like blood platelets or something floating around i don't know it it was not plot intensive sometimes it's like future scenes in the season or whatever sometimes it's nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're gonna go back to akane's apartment with this loud ass jellyfish okay you didn't like the jellyfish i did not like the jellyfish but did you like did you like this apartment though um it's interesting because she gets to like decorate it however any day because i guess everything's just a hologram yeah so well i think it has a base and so when wakane wakes up you kind of see the apartment in reality which is like it's super dull yeah and it's just like a normal bed with gray walls and a Mm -hmm. basic ass couch or whatever and then the jellyfish asks her like what's your desired room preference for the day and she picked some, like, hotel or something? It's some sort of castle theme. It seemed to be, like, yeah. maybe something from a video game or something. I'm not sure. Mm. And then the apartment gets completely transformed into, like, this fancy-ass castle. <laughs> like, on the walls Which and the couch changes and the bed changes. cool. But, like, it's just hologram nonsense. So, like, that shitty couch is still going to feel like a shitty couch. It's not magically not a shitty couch. It could be a comfy couch that looks shitty. <laughs> I guess. But, but I yeah, just feel I like thought this you'd was pretty be clipping cool. through the hologram all the time and it would ruin the effect, but I don't know. But you didn't like this. I thought you might like this. It was, it's like I cool it world cool, building stuff. But like I mean I, I gotta break everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's what? Because then like she well, like I I always have to find the edges where it like like doesn't make sense or like breaks or whatever. Oh, okay. But <laughs> like cause she changes her clothes in the same way later. And I'm like so is everybody just naked and wearing holograms? Like this is. No, I think not, we saw her like, real clothes. But she does like change it through like I don't know. I don't. The hologram system okay. seems well, sketchy. All right, let's get through this scene. Okay. <laughs> then you can put complain about every aspect of this. <laughs> this I don't system. need Here to. We go. It's just okay. She's gonna take a shower, and then while she's yes. taking the shower, shower, the jellyfish is going to ask her her for her bre- breakfast order. But not Which is only nice. That, That's nice. The jellyfish is like, you had this many calories yesterday, so yep. you're allowed this many calories this morning. But it's just like a recommendation. I don't think it's like 
Yeah, I guess that's true. It's not like um the island or whatever. Like oh, you've right. seen that where movie they're... where like they're on yeah. strict diets to meet their like <laughs> clone requirements or whatever. Although I think although she does it says recommend like two hundred and forty calorie breakfast or something, and then Akani's mm-hmm. like, Yeah, just make it two hundred. So she didn't actually get more than what <laughs> was yeah. recommended. So I don't know if she's allowed to go higher. But she did get to choose like what she wanted Chinese style breakfast or something, I think she said. Yeah. I forget. Yeah, whatever two hundred calories of that is is yeah. what she ordered. And the jellyfish made it while she was in the shower. So yeah. that's nice. That Points for nice. the jellyfish. I do wish. Well, I don't wish I had a jellyfish to cook for me, but it'd be nice to have <laughs> to not cook for myself. I, I'm i going to guess. This is just a guess. We don't get to see mm-hmm. it. I don't think it has to be a jellyfish. I think this is what Akane chose <laughs> her helper to be. Oof. She should make better choices. This is something Akane <laughs> enjoys, is the jellyfish. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you can I make don't. it whatever you want. <laughs> I'm not vibing with the jellyfish. It's, it's too much for me. The jellyfish is going to tell Akane the weather for the day. Mm-hmm. And then Akane is going to walk over to a mirror. And then she's going to bust out this. What would, what do you call this? I said like a makeup kit or almost like a. Yeah, like a little compact. It's a little, little handheld makeup kit out of her pocket, mm-hmm. except it's like a digital device that she's like selecting with her finger and it's just mm-hmm. changing her outfit with whatever she selects on this device. Yeah. So her clothes that people see are actually like a holographic projection somehow. Yes. I'm ass- we're assuming it's holograms. Yeah, it's weird future science nonsense. Who knows? It could not be holograms. It could be something more advanced. Yeah. Um, but so she like goes through a bunch of different outfits and then she finally chooses one. But before she hits anything on there, we do see her wearing clothes. But you you thought those were like also the hologram was, clothes? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Who I knows? would assume they would wear real clothes underneath, but they that would just be probably like. Probably makes sense. Yeah. Or maybe you have to wear the hologram clothes specific to be able to interact with the <laughs> device. I don't know. Oh, who knows? Weird. Un unclear <laughs> and then uh after she chooses an outfit Akane's gonna leave the apartment and as soon as she closes the door the entire apartment just like shuts down and all the the apartment goes back to being like dull yeah and the jellyfish goes away <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's an efficient system Sarah. <laughs> oh but the jellyfish also did give her a supplement to avoid mental contamination so oh i missed that okay yeah yeah that's probably well, a thing that like drugs, everybody takes yeah yeah so yeah Darn. I thought I thought you would like this scene. I think it's actually, I think it was cool. I mean, it is cool if it's not a hologram and it's some sort of like weird programmable matter or something. That, that What if it was cool. just a voice without a, a body that was like in your Oh, house. wait, you thought I'd like the jellyfish? Not specifically the jellyfish, but to me, the jellyfish was just like, whatever, this is the mechanism. <laughs> like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think anything about the jellyfish. I would not mind a virtual assistant that... Made me breakfast, I guess. What is Iron Man's? If you had a Jarvis sure. or whatever the second Jarvis was. Yeah, yeah. I just need something chill in the morning. I cannot wake up to this excitable-ass jellyfish. That's too much. I'm tired. Yeah, okay. If it was Jarvis, you'd be fine. But all the, all the other stuff, the clothes changing, clutch as hell. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so nice. They still have to take showers. That's the downside. I don't... <laughs> showers are great. What are you talking about? I mean, I'd, I'd prefer to do other things, but... Okay. I like a nice long shower. It's relaxing. Even if you never needed to shower, you would still shower. Yes. Ooh, that's a now that's a hot take. <laughs> I mean interesting. It's it's pleasant. Okay. Is it not? What kind of showers are you taking 
I can get the hot water. It's steamy. It's nice. It's not that it's unpleasant. It's just like, oh, I'd rather be doing something else. Okay. And then if I was going to enjoy something, like, you'd rather do, like, a hot tub or... Yeah, I was there are more like pleasurable things a, to do with water than take a shower. A, a nice soak in a tub is also nice. No, yeah, that I would that great. makes more sense than a shower. I think showers are Does like it? exist to be convenient. I would say I don't know, but they can also be relaxing. Yeah, I can relax without a shower. So, so I okay, do something well, else. <laughs> I would enjoy a shower regardless of what the future brings. Do I want to relax every time I take a shower? No, I just need to take a shower. <laughs> So I'd like to have the option to not have to take a shower. Okay. But in this universe, they still have to take showers. They haven't. Okay. There's no uh, nanobots that can like clean them in two <laughs> seconds or whatever, whatever they wanted to come up with. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they don't have to take showers and she's just taking a shower. Yeah. She wanted to have a nice relaxing I morning. I don't think it would exist in her apartment if it wasn't oh, something true. they needed. It, it's small as hell in there. Maybe the shower is like just a projection. And it's just like <laughs> a relaxing experience. Maybe you can reprogram your apartment, your one room <laughs> in the apartment to be anything. It can sometimes be a shower. Yeah, sure. there you go. <laughs> but here we go. Lakane's not going to go to work right away because she has lunch with two friends. She seems yes. like she has like the afternoon to into night shift or something mm-hmm. for work. Yeah, two friends. I, I think these two friends are like the equivalent of like high school friends. Yeah, they've been friends for a long time, I think. Like, from before, anyway. And they're just talking about mostly, like, Akane's, like, first day on the job. Mm-hmm. And we gather that uh, her two friends are, like, they're pretty much jealous of Akane because she yes. never receives any psychological care, but she is in perfect mental health. Yes. She's, like, complaining about her first day, and, like, she's upset that she messed up, and her friends are just like, well, you can't be that upset. Your psychopath is clear. And it's like, okay. Still don't understand these things, but sure. My takeaway when I watched this was like, okay, this is Akane's superpower, you know? (laughs) She's basically, like, like, she is not affected by stress in the same way that most people are is the idea i think is it that she's not affected by stress or is there something about her that makes her psychopath not read her appropriately could go either way because that's that's more what i thought because she does seem like upset about the what happened the day before because she's like constantly like reliving it and second guessing what she did and Mm. i don't know that reads to me as her being upset about it not enough to like make her incapable of going about her day but i don't know yeah you're on it that those are the two things that i thought when i was watching this <laughs> as well okay i don't even know if i've gotten far enough to know the answer to that question yet fair but yeah the mystery of akane continue <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's something else that her friends are jealous about because akane also had the choice to choose whatever job she wanted yes they said she would be perfect for like a top tier like economics job or something, but she went for this public safety bureau. What was she thinking? Yeah, it sounds like the basically uh, this is also I think part of the civil system, which is mm-hmm. basically like once you graduate school or whatever, they give you like aptitude tests, and then the civil system will essentially just tell you what your job is. Yes, but in Akane's case, she had many things to pick from yeah she was like 
essentially like a perfect score or like she passed every aptitude test so she Mm -hmm. could choose whatever she wanted to do and then her friends get annoyed when she's like she doesn't say she's gonna quit but she she gives the vibe that she's like thinking about already quitting the like maybe this isn't for her yeah they're like oh that's crazy like i wish i could just quit what i got Mm -hmm. assigned by this system (laughs) yeah but Ultimately, her friends are supportive of her. Yeah. They're nice At the beginning of this, I was like, "Mm, shitty friends. But it does kind of end with a pep talk. Like, they're like, you can do it. You'll be all right. You'll figure this shit out. And it's like, okay, I guess they're not the worst. And then one of the friends is explaining the civil systems kind of like logic when they assign jobs. And their, like, motto is, what needs to be done is done by those capable. That was the, (laughs) that's the line that they feed the public. Doesn't. (laughs) Not make sense, sir. Yeah, I guess. Sure. <laughs> it feels like it can be used as an excuse for a lot of things, but sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In terms of just assigning jobs, you know, it's certainly efficient. If not satisfying for everyone involved. No idea what the civil system would assign my job to be, but... <laughs> Ooh. Probably whether or not you like or hate the system will come down to whatever job you get assigned. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> yeah. You have good vibes about it if it's treated you well. Yeah, if it gives you what you thought you would do anyway. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like, you don't have to interview for those jobs. You just get it. Ooh. Feels good. Just getting a job does feel nice. Yeah. I like that idea. <laughs> but she's done with the lunch and she's going to yeah. head on to work. She changes into her office clothes <laughs> yeah. in the street because yeah. it's the future and you can do that. She doesn't have to get out of her clothes. They just change to her work clothes using the mm-hmm. uh, makeup digital device. Yeah. Super sweet. I wish I could have this device. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure if you have to purchase the outfit options. Oh, it's it's a dystopian future. A hundred percent. You, you have to so? un- like pay for all those unlocks. Yeah. But this dystopian future seems like it's not supposed to necessarily be like a crazy capitalist nightmare. Yeah. It's not like, a, yeah, it might be like a more socialist kind of system. Where every, every, like, everybody can choose whatever outfit they want. Like, they just, they built this system for the public, essentially. Maybe. But I don't know. The outfits aren't necessarily part know. of the civil system. It's just, it could just be a separate product entirely. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know if you can even buy real clothes in this world anymore. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I don't know. Do you just buy the one program that has clothes? Or do you have to buy the program that has clothes and then buy the clothes that are in the program? Is it a microtransaction clothes we need an scenario? Extra season that is just all about the fashion of this world and the mechanics You'd love behind that, it. You'd love... I might actually the world building. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Just give me detailed about how everything works. I thought that apartment scene was like the coolest world building thing that I've seen in a long time. But I thought you were going to like. I just need it, them but... to explain it so I can know if the couch. You just need to know how it works. Not. Okay. Yeah, I need to know how. I need to know how authentic that cool fantasy couch was you know gotcha okay so she's gonna head inside she's going to go to a room that is labeled the comprehensive analyst laboratory analysis laboratory let me say that yes. again let me say that again <laughs> the comprehensive analysis laboratory what's gonna happen in this room sarah well first someone's coming out that she runs into and i think it is crime girl from the previous yes, episode the name i did not write down. <laughs> they just have a stare down and then walk yes, away. Yes, because she never speaks. I think it's supposed to set the vibe that, you know, like, 
I think we're supposed to think is like, oh, okay, Akane just shot an enforcer on her first day. So there's reason to believe that like all the other enforcers might be pissed at her because it's just like they could have been shot just as much as the other guy got shot. I didn't think of it that way. I thought of it as she's just too cool and badass to talk to anybody. But I don't know. That's possible, too. I I, I feel like (laughs) I feel like you're right. But Akane in this moment is supposed to be thinking that like Uh, all the enforcers are mad at her. (laughs) That makes sense. But then she comes in and there is a woman putting her her stockings back on or something. Yeah. So I think we're supposed to believe that this woman and, and crime girl just had sex in this room. I'm assuming that's, oh, that's what I'm that's taking away from this. Oh, that's an interesting question. Because yeah, that's why possible. else is she putting her stockings back on? That's possible. You think that you think? <laughs> I think yes. You I think, think that... they're hooking up. You think that woman could have had sex and then walked out of the room so serious like that? A hundred percent. I mean, I know it's a bit of a trope at this point that I'm just like, oh, yep, they're boning, they're boning, or they should be boning. But I think that that's what happened here. Okay. I cannot confirm that that is the case. Or not. <laughs> I, I, guess I, I guess I might have thought about that for a second, but then I was like, eh, it's probably it's not like, in the show. It's like, why else is she putting on stockings? Like, literally no one else in this world gets dressed other than by pushing a button. So, like... So this... Let me, let me maybe come up with another theory by explaining okay. who this woman is. So this, this woman in the analyst, the analysis lab. Well, she's blonde is... and she has big boobs. The show makes sure to point that out to us. Yeah. They make it seem like Akane's like, like really eyeing her up from like head to toe a little bit. Um, so this is analyst. Shion Karanamori. Karanamori. Shion Karanamori. Um, I think they're going to refer to as Karanamori more often than not in the show. Okay. But what I think we're going to find out about this woman is that she is also labeled as a latent criminal the same way that the enforcers are. I believe she yeah. says this. But she seems to be taking more of a, like, in-house role, I guess. She's not, like, out on the streets. She's doing, like... She's the the person at the, the computer that always yeah. helps the people that are out in the field, basically. that She's, like, the, the hacker. She works in the... the lab. Yeah. Yeah. But how would you describe this woman? Um, very confident is what I read. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big personality. She tells Connie that she is cute and has big balls. Yes, that's what um, I read. For shooting <laughs> Kogami specifically. Yes, she's on her to. first day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she is exactly the kind of character I would expect to have been boning a coworker in her office. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, everything they tell me about her, I'm like, yeah, this makes sense to me. And if they're both like already labeled latent criminals, there's like, you know, they probably like, give less of a shit. Yeah, yeah. it's possible. Um, she's also going to say that, oh, Akane, you must be on the fast track if you're already an inspector. So like, it's just another moment of like, okay, Akane is like so special. Pretty, yeah, pretty special uh, in terms of her academic success, and like, it, someone right out of high school or whatever this is isn't normally an inspector apparently mm-hmm. the other th- weird thing about these latent criminals like enforcers and then this analyst woman is like i don't know if they're allowed to leave work <laughs> i don't think they are yeah i think we find out later that they aren't so like she might have just been getting dressed for the day because <laughs> this might be where she lives <laughs> you know that was my other well, there's gotta thing. be like a dorm room somewhere, you know, like I feel like yeah, I maybe they live on I've a different that. floor. <laughs> but yeah, there yeah. must be somewhere where they sleep. Now she has like a couch in this analysis lab. 
mm-hmm. which makes it seem like oh maybe she just sleeps on this couch but um <laughs> yeah there's something i i don't fully understand where these uh latent criminals that are working with law enforcement necessarily sleep or live outside yeah. of work but she's like in charge of serious guys medical situation right now for whatever reason and that's the whole reason akane's here like she wants to check up on the guy she shot yeah she just wants to know is, is kogami okay yeah and then the the analysis woman explains that she managed to hit kogami directly in the spine <laughs> apparently and that made a big difference so he's so, gonna be like out of commission for an extra day be paralyzed a little bit longer than normal <laughs> And I think she even says, like, he's not going to be up for a good time in bed. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And, like, I yeah, did not return that sentiment at yeah, all. Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. I didn't really, like, read too much into it when I first watched it. But it's, like, now this, this analysis woman seems to be, like, you know, sex is at the top of her, her mind all the yeah. time. Like, she's trying to make everything sexual. But it, they they made it seem like, oh, she, like, looked at her face and then, like, judged that she might be interested in kogumi maybe like mm. what you're saying yeah which is why she implies that like she won't be able to have sex with him anytime soon <laughs> yeah so yeah maybe you're right actually about this akane and kogumi thing uh, i mean sure maybe <laughs> <laughs> if not it should be a thing it's yeah i wouldn't say it's like a key part of the show but it might be there and i've just like not been focusing on it <laughs> it's not important to you so it doesn't register got it's, it it's not as like yeah it's not that important yet, I would say. Regardless, Kogami will be better tomorrow, so she could go and talk to him then yeah. if she wants to. And she just seems to feel super guilty about having shot him in the spine. Yeah. Then we're going to head over to the inspector slash enforcer's offices slash cubes, I guess. It's like Yeah, it seems like they all share a space, like an office yeah. space. And the inspector's desk don't seem to be any fancier than the enforcer's desk, which I thought was mm-hmm. interesting. And they don't have, like, their own private offices. They're just, like, they seem to be pretty equal in terms of their resources at in the office. Yeah. And then we get similar vibes, I feel like, here, where, like, Akane is trying to get some work done, and then she's looking at the enforcers, and they're just, like, totally ignoring her. And they're not even... I don't know if the enforcers have any, like, paperwork to do, or if they're just, like, waiting around for something to happen. Because one of the, I think the the serious girl is like, uh, just like reading something, and then the other mm-hmm. younger guy is just like playing a video game. Yeah, so I don't think they have like responsibility outside of tracking. Well, I think we do down. find out that their shift is over in a little bit, so maybe they're just like oh, out the okay. clock. I think is maybe. what's happening here. But yeah, I assumed that she's writing her report, but it's in Japanese, so I don't know what anything oh, yeah. she typed said. But then the old guy's gonna come in. And yes. he's showing up for his shift, I guess. And he's like, hopefully we'll have a chill day. And, and then immediately, immediately the alarm goes off. The alarm goes off. And then there's going to be an elevated psychopath somewhere in the city that they have to go check out. Time to go shoot a guy or something. Yeah. And then Inspector Ginoza isn't there. So it's just going to be, I think you're right. Yeah, the other two are, their shift is over. So it's just going to be Akane and Masaoka, the old guy, because um, Kogami is still out of commission. Yep. Because she shot him in the spine. And then the flagged area ends up being a mall. They go to the mall. And they, like, dress up like the cutesy Robocops. Yeah. Using the same technology, <laughs> I believe, yeah. as the as the changing your clothes. <laughs> yeah. So they, I think they do refer to it as a hologram in, in this part. Yeah. They, oh, yeah, they do. They call it a hollow suit. But they, yeah. they call it a hollow suit when it's, like, 
covering their whole body. Yeah. So maybe it's different than the clothes. I'm not sure. It probably is the same, though. Now, this was weird. Like, they're basically like, oh, we know the guy is in the mall, but we don't know who it is. That seems like it doesn't add up to me. Like, like if you scanned his pass, you should, like, know what it is. You should know the like, identity right? of like, the person. Yeah. <laughs> like, that should be simple enough. But it, 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 what they, they're setting up this moment that Masaoka is going to have where they, they, they're not supposed to know who they're looking for, but they're just, like, kind of mm-hmm. going through the mall. And trying and to scan like, people, yeah. Sniffs them out, really. Yeah, he like he walks in and exactly just like look looks at some shifty guy around a pillar and is just like, "Yeah, that's our guy." <laughs> well, I mean, he is literally like being shifty and hiding yeah. behind a pillar, so I don't know that this takes the years of experience he has in the field. But okay. But I think this is important to the world building because, like, to you and me, it's actually like obvious that this guy is being sketchy. Mm-hmm. But Akane actually cannot tell that this guy is being weird because mm. like this this guy masaoka is like has this old experience where he has relied on his being an inspector in the past and using these skills mm-hmm. but akane is just like the system just tells you if people are being sketchy so you uh, don't really like yeah. it's not like a skill that you go about your daily mm-hmm. life like trying to avoid people because you just like assume anybody you walk by is like they've walked by x amount of scanners already and they've already been approved essentially so you don't have to be wary of don't have to have any street smarts have any it's not a skill set that she has yeah yeah and it's really it's not a skill set that any citizen has basically in this in this world mm-hmm. also when i talk about did you i feel like in this dystopian future like all of japan for the most part is like a city almost oh i just assumed that they were just not leaving the city I don't know. Yeah, I think there is non-city areas. Like, they have to still harvest food and stuff. But, like, there's a thing in the laters where, like, the farming system is, like, fully automated and, like, doesn't require any humans. Oh, nobody lives <laughs> So it's, there. like, I feel like almost the entire country is a city almost at this point. Hmm. I'm not sure, though. Okay. But, yeah, Masaoka points out this guy and is, like, that's our guy. And then he walks up and they scan him. Or they asked to scan him, and he just, like, freaks the fuck out immediately. Yeah. And then, do they even point their gun at this guy? I don't, I don't think know. so. I think they just arrest him. At some point, they must have. Because I think Akane, like, confirms that, oh, yeah, he's the guy. I think, like, after the old guy, like, tackles him, basically. Yeah. He, like, he basically arrests him in, like, an old school way. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even and use he's the like, Dominator. you're in need of emergency therapy. Let's go. Yeah. I think they do confirm that at least this guy had a high... Crime coefficient mm. before they took him in. But yeah, they don't even have to use the Dominators. Easy peasy. That was an easy one. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was just to set up Masaoka's skills. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. was that scene. And then Kanye's like super impressed with him. And he's like, the key is being able to think like a criminal. But if you can think like a criminal, the system thinks you're a criminal. Yes, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And also, Akane is also going to feel like after this. The experience last night and then this experience she's starting to feel like useless because mm-hmm. like essentially she's just babysitting the people that are doing the actual job so she feels like what's her purpose of being here if this is all she's doing yeah. you know and she more or less says that to him and he's like that's it that's your job you just you just go watch me do stuff that's it yeah he says well we need you to be here so that i can be here because like he wouldn't <laughs> be allowed to be there if she wasn't yeah. there so he tries to justify it a little bit, but it's not. It did um, not <laughs> did help, not her help feel her. better. Yeah, it was not comforting <laughs> at all. So they're going to head back. 
And then I believe Akane is going to be eating dinner at work. In, in like, like the, cafeteria. the office cafeteria. Yeah. yeah. And young crime guy joins her. Yeah, the young enforcer. I think his name is Kagari. But sure. Not 100% sure. Um, and he kind of explains like, oh, the enforcers aren't allowed to leave. So that's why he has to eat in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what their limits are, where they can't, can and can't go. Yeah. And then like, he's like, he's like kind of hitting on her too, right? Yeah. He's like trying to apologize for earlier, but he's also like, but seriously, yeah. you're really cute. And it's only like badass, scary ladies around here. It's nice that you're so cute. It's like, okay, calm down. This is like cliche anime character right here. There's always <laughs> one character that has to like always be talking about this, but it's not that much different than the analysis lady, mm, except yeah. it's just like, because they're <laughs> it's a guy it comes off way creepier <laughs> i think yeah. mm-hmm. um but he basically just wants to know okay why did you choose to work at the psb which is the public safety bureau i believe yes and yeah this is where she explains that she got an a ranking for all 13 ministries and for six companies and the reason she picked this one is because in all for all the other jobs she wasn't the only one who got an a ranking but for this one she was so she thought there must be something that only she could do but yes. for me that was like oh she just needed to feel special so, oh i thought it was a I, good, don't know. I thought it was a good reason i mean like yeah i mean obviously she didn't have any like specific preference or like didn't feel like a job necessarily fit her personality but like mm. Yeah, I would feel I would feel similar to her. I think like, oh, I'm the only one that got uh, an A rank for this specific job. Maybe this is what I'm meant to do. And it's I think it's a high end job too. It's not like she chose like some crappy job with an A rank, you know. But 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 didn't she kind of choose? Like it feels to me more like she might be the only one who got an A ranking here because anybody else who would didn't bother. But um, maybe maybe not. No, it's it's not necessarily like the best jobs in terms of like maybe it's not the most prestigious but it's like the most fulfilling i think is the idea like she feels like she can make a difference in the world at this job and nobody else has ranked as high as her so she feels like okay this is what i was meant to do i thought it was pretty good logic (laughs) i was like okay (laughs) i'm very interested and still even though i watched so much of the show like what is akane's role in this world Mm, yeah uh and after all this explanation Kagari is basically just like pissed off and jealous, like kind of like oh, her, yeah. like her friends were, except her friends were supportive in the end. But he's just like angry. Yeah, because she's still like looking for <laughs> meaning or whatever, and he's just really pissed off at her first world problems. Yeah, essentially, she, like, <laughs> yeah. got flagged as a criminal when he was five, and now he's just fucked. And like, so this is all he could do. Yeah, he didn't have any like, choice. This is it. And she could do whatever she wants. Yeah, and she's still kind of complaining about it. Yeah. I feel like that's that's just going to continue to be a theme for a little while. Is a people while, get annoyed yeah. at her having feelings about her job. Yeah. Kagari's not a terrible guy, but he doesn't come across good in this first <laughs> this first two episodes. Um then Akane is going to go back to Kogami's bed where he's still asleep. Yeah. And then Kogami's going to wake up while she's And there. she immediately apologizes. Yeah. And then Kogami's response is you don't see a lot of inspectors apologizing to enforcers. <laughs> and and he, he's all like, it was your decision. It's not my place to complain. And it's like, he he's just like full yeah. on in this this role of, I don't get to have opinions about things. 
He legit doesn't seem mad though. It's not like he's like oh, yeah. actually mad, but he's pretending like he's not because he's being professional. He like legit just doesn't seem upset about it. Mm-hmm. And then we find out not as only he's not mad about it, but he's actually like kind of glad that Akane shot him because yeah. it made him kind of feel like re spark this old motivation that he had in him where he wanted to do some good with whatever yeah. his job was. Because he's just like been an enforcer for so long that he's just blindly followed whatever the gun tells him to shoot, he shoots. And he says he forgot that being a detective is about helping people. Yeah. So she th- he thinks she did the right thing, and that makes her cry. Kogami also used to be an inspector, I believe. Ah, okay. Or they use detective and inspector. I think they're interchangeable. They're the same thing, but I'm not, oh, yeah, maybe yeah. there's some sort of hierarchy. Yeah, essentially, Kogami wants to be more like Akane, and he he decided this like only meeting her once, barely talking mm-hmm. to her. <laughs> this makes Akane start to tear up mm-hmm. with happiness. I think is the idea. Yeah, well, not just that he wants to be like her, but also that like she's been very, she's been agonizing over if she did the wrong thing or not, and he's validating. Oh, her that too. Yeah. So she feels good about it. I was thinking that she felt like she finally made a difference. Like she made Kogami. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that too. Finally, I feel like I might be supposed to be here. Like, everything the first mm-hmm. two days so far was just, like, maybe I made a terrible choice in choosing this right. job, yeah. But then she, like, tries to, like, comfort him. She's like, oh, you wouldn't have shot her if you had time to think about it. And he's like, I'm not so sure. I was only thinking that I didn't want to die, and I have unfinished business, or whatever Ooh, he said. Yeah. I don't know. Kogami's he's got, got some shit to do. Got some unfinished business, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And then Akane actually thanks Kogami. And then Kogami, Kogami's like, you, don't see, you also don't see many inspectors thanking <laughs> enforcers. <laughs> so it seems like a lot of the inspectors are a lot like um, the other inspector we met, Ginoza. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, these are garbage people. Don't Akane care about them. already standing out. Mm-hmm. You at least like Akane, Sarah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, good. There we go. <laughs> She's the only sensible character so far. Because she's actually questioned the system. Yeah, she seems still, like, rooted in kind of, like, the modern-day approach. But she also has lived in the system where she doesn't fully understand. Like, she's not, like, the old guy where she she can't identify criminals by looking at them. Or, mm-hmm. or she can't even tell if somebody's being su- suspicious. But she still has this innate, like, feeling of just protecting Maybe people you don't unless have to they shoot actu- everyone <laughs> yeah protecting people unless they actually do something wrong yeah not yeah. just relying on the scan mm-hmm. so kane finally got some positive feedback with this conversation with kogami yep. so she's going to go hand in her report to inspector ginoza she's going to stand yes. by her actions yeah in the she's going to write that she did the right thing we do find out that the hostage is actually getting better in therapy still don't know what therapy means but okay yeah yeah, so they say the woman's elevated crime coefficient was only temporary, which mm-hmm. is what we saw already. And then the woman's psychopath is already recovering with therapy. Yeah. So it doesn't say fully recovered, but... But in a process, yeah. Yeah, I am not sure what therapy is fully. It just, because it's a dystopian, like, future, I just assume it's terrible. Yeah, I guess I assumed it was just, like, talking to somebody. But I guess maybe it's not. I'm trying to remember if there's anything shown with that, but... uh. I think there is definitely like a like if you're like a certain within a certain range like there's no going they they do rule you as like there's no going back but mm-hmm. um I don't know if they specifically showed us what any of the therapy is I'm just going to assume it's brainwashing okay 
because I don't trust this dystopian future. And then Kogami's back at his desk, and Ginoza, Inspector Ginoza is like, "You wanna, you wanna add anything to this report?" <laughs> and then Kogami just like backs up everything. I kind of just. Well, I mean, all he have, says is no like, complaints. she fulfilled her duty. Yeah, something like that. But he doesn't That's complain it. about it, you know what I mean? He doesn't yeah. say, like, she shot me and it was the wrong choice or something. <laughs> yeah, but he, it, like, his, I feel like she lights up a little bit, like, when yeah. he says something nice. But it's just, like, it's not even a nice thing. It's just such a matter-of-fact <laughs> statement that it's, like, baseline, yeah. fine, good enough. <laughs> but to Akane, that's a win. And that's yep. the end of episode two. <laughs> Here we go. Yes. We did it. Oh, uh, I liked how these like first two episodes kind of got everything out there. I feel like I had a good grasp mm-hmm. of this world. Yes. Other than the nitpicky things that I want to know way too much about. Yeah. Yeah. They gave a good <laughs> yeah. overview of how this world works. Um. But yeah. What did you, what, where, are you, where are you at, Sarah? Um, I could watch more. I, I don't feel an overwhelming motivation to get to it right now but I wouldn't yeah. be opposed to watching more of it. Okay. It's 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 a solid okay. I hope the jellyfish never shows up again. But other than um, that, that's not jellyfish. Nothing not really like <laughs> nothing really like turning me off. If it does, it's it. not important. It's it's very small. I just really didn't like the jellyfish. <laughs> you didn't okay. like the jellyfish. Yeah, but if that like was your it. apartment, what would it be? Just a voice? What animated thing would you want? It would be a little cute ghost. Like a, you know, no, that's um, basically what it was. <laughs> it was no. a pink ghost that kind of looked no, like a jellyfish. No. It would be, and it would be way chiller, and it would probably have a cool accent, like an Australian accent or something. The high squeaky voice is probably not where you'd want to be. Yeah, that's probably you'd mostly some what sort drove of me crazy. Calming, <laughs> yeah, some sort of calming thing. That was the only high squeaky voice in the whole show yeah right yeah so good job show for only subjecting me to one well i I was looking for that when i was finding i appreciate you (laughs) but yeah i may watch more of this solid maybe (laughs) so the the way the show kind of breaks down is that there's kind of going to be a series of crimes that this unit this this Inspector Ginoza and Inspector Akane are kind of like one of the units. There's other units. Mm-hmm. I think they're like unit one or whatever the highest. They're like okay. the most important the unit. The best Like unit. Akane is already on, on in like the best unit. But they're going to investigate like other serious crimes like murders going on essentially in the city. <laughs> okay. And each crime might take like maybe like two episodes, maybe three episodes to kind of like get through that arc of that crime. Mm-hmm. But then in the background, there's going to be like whatever kogami's like kind of like unfinished business is kind of part of this and then there's going to be like a theme or like some something that all these crimes are kind of together somehow even though they seem independent okay and then that's going to lead you to like what the imdb page said where there's like there's a person or people that the system does not uh read them as Mm -hmm. uh criminals even though they definitely should be (laughs) And then they have to come up with new strategies of how to do that. And then we find out in the end that she is one of the people, maybe. Maybe. That's I don't where even know. I think it's going. That is that is definitely Yeah, you're right. Like even in the first couple episodes, like that's kinda how I felt too. But I actually don't know. And then at some point at that at that, that like two thirds mark in season one, mm-hmm. it's not it, it takes like a West World kind of vibe. And oh. like, not in like a bad way. Like Like in a time nonsense way or it's like it adds a... on to the dystopia of the world i wouldn't say oh, it's okay. necessarily 
it's not really the same as Westworld in terms of why Westworld is the dystopia. Mm, okay. Oh no, just give me like a Westworld kind of feel. Okay. In a, in a good way, not not whatever. I'm not a huge <laughs> Westworld fan, so there's things about it I don't like. But in in the yeah. good stuff about Westworld, interesting. But yeah, I think it's worth. I, I thought it was gonna like maybe it's like okay once the the coolness of this dystopia wears off, it's just gonna be a blah show. But it actually uh, mm -hmm. continued to surprise me. Good to know. Yeah, I will update you <laughs> as I go <laughs> on the show. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if I uh, get around to watching any more episodes or not. I don't know. Can't say for sure. Do you think? If this was just a live action of the exact same concept, you would just think it's better, though? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> I actually kind of feel like, especially the gruesomeness of some of these scenes, like, there is mm -hmm. no way I'm watching a live action version of this. Yeah. I wouldn't want a super gross situation. Yeah. I, like, really only could watch this as it is <laughs> here. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. The anime, anime style just kind of works for me. It's whatever. Yeah, I get it. You know, like the dude exploding would be way grosser if it was a live action situation. So yeah, I I, I get it. Yeah, but even outside of that, I, there's something I'm just thinking about. Like, you know, okay, what what can I do to find an anime that you actually dislike? <laughs> like, like not just like oh, it was good enough. Like, hey, no. I like liked that one that I watched before we started the podcast. Yeah, that's what I so so that one is like it's like a female lead. Mm -hmm. in a cutesy romantic rom-com but they never did any smooching like they never got to that point and that makes me sad it's not romance until they kiss that's what sarah said <laughs> no it's just like that that's where the conclusion should, you know like yeah. gotta, instead of building to nothing is the only complaint i had about that but i still enjoyed that show go read the manga sarah <laughs> Do they smooch? I the bet you, I bet you there's more. There's just they didn't make it into an anime. But okay, there might be more, but is there smooching? Oh, that's, that's a good the question. Important question. That's a good question, yeah. There could just be more of them never actually getting into a relationship. If you want to watch uh Rent a Girlfriend, may or may <laughs> not be smooching in that one. But it, that's not authentic smooching because they're pretending, right? I need authentic smooching. Pretending at first. Okay. Hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that one is more of a male lead though I, I i was thinking about that like okay if i if we watch another anime rom-com mm -hmm. with a male lead is it gonna actually be better to you than the one the first one i gave you which was a female lead i don't know it depends on know. what happens yeah so I, I i i felt like this was doing something completely different first was the better idea because yeah the other one, I was like, okay, you might like this, but are you going to like it better than the one I already showed mm -hmm. it showed to you? So Makes sense. And I did not hate this. So that's like an improvement over a lot of, <laughs> okay. a lot of anime I've seen. So you can feel successful on that front. When I was watching this, I was like, okay, if this was like an HBO show and oh, a super so into long, it, yeah. drawn out, <laughs> like, like boring slow character development <laughs> mm, i would i would eat you'd be like up. oh yes. this is so interesting this, this dystopian <laughs> concept <laughs> yes 100 percent. that's me yeah okay oh yeah all right thank cool. you for giving it a chance <laughs> well i had to was that the you don't agreement we like, made yeah, for this podcast you picked this i'm not i'm done with the podcast you could have said that <laughs> oh is there something you could pick that would make me quit the podcast fascinating uh, i don't think conundrum. so 
I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, I can pick the, like not. the raunchiest like. <laughs> Like I don't think that would be a problem. The raunchiest anime, it. though, like, <laughs> like I mean, okay, yeah, you wouldn't would be offended be like, by the raunchiness. So, like, what could yeah. I do at that point? Well, it would just—I think it would have to be like you only ever picked anime every week forever, and you were like trying to find things I hated. That would be yeah. the thing. If I could find an anime that was just like straight up sexist and it like wasn't funny, yeah. But even then, would you quit the podcast? <laughs> Then we'd have a conversation. You would, you would just think I was trolling you. And we'd you. realign. You, honestly, you would think I was trolling you, I think. Yes. Okay. And I'd be like, you can no longer do this. We need to try again. Could be a funny podcast, though. <laughs> Only for so long. Yeah. Like, watch five episodes of <laughs> Oh, God, no. <laughs> All right, Sarah. Well, that was my choice. <laughs> what? What are you planning to choose for next time? Okay, so I did very little preparation for this, so I don't know how many episodes we're watching, if it's just one or two, but Avenue 5 is what we're watching. The show on HBO about, it's far in the future, so there's like cruises, but in space, and something happens, and this space cruise is not going to get back to Earth in, in, you know, at its projected date, so it's some space shenanigans and it's got um what's his name from house in it okay the main guy house from house yeah. i never watched the show but i know it I've seen it. it also has josh gad in it he's been in he he's the little um snowman guy in front oh yeah olaf yeah 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 one of jess's also... boyfriends on new girl <laughs> oh yeah that's right bear claw i forgot about bear claw zach woods yes um from silicon valley Ooh, I was looking and the office, that's true. Right? Yeah. Office, I would say office first. Let's see what's what's first on his. Oh, Silicon Valley. IMDb. You think Silicon Valley? I think so. Because he, he played what? a bigger part in that. This is just wrong. <laughs> it said it is known for the movie The Other Guys, and then the Lego Ninjago oh. movie. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, The Office did not make the top. I guess he's he's like this. He's like the kind of the second like half of The Office when it's mm, yeah so maybe that's why he's not getting credit for the office as much but he's he's in the office a good amount towards the end yeah here now that i'm on imdb i'll give you the imdb What's his name? summary gabe from the office gabe from the office. yeah the troubled crew of avenue five a space cruise ship filled with spoiled rich snotty space tourists must try and keep everyone calm after their ship gets thrown off course into space and ends up needing three years to return to earth it is a silly show okay so yeah there is a second season, apparently, that is on going right now, which I did not expect to get a second season because I liked it and then hadn't heard anything about it. But there you go. Comedy sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Seems like a weird, like, comedy version of the Titanic. And, <laughs> and, like, or the like mo- the Battlestar movie, Galactica. The movie Passengers, maybe, where, like, oh, there you like go. Yeah. they're trapped yeah. in space for, but it's only mm-hmm. three years, not, like, their whole life. Yeah, but um, it's okay. full of like really spoiled rich people who are upset about the situation. In the trailer without sound, all the characters look way over the top and ridiculous. <laughs> yep. It okay. is a silly show. Yes. So yeah, that's what we're going to watch next time. Okay. Where can people contact us? People can email us at keepwatchingpod at gmail.com or tweet at us at keepwatchingpod or Instagram at us at keepwatchingpod. Or leave a comment on YouTube, also at Keep Watching Pod. 
And uh, they can also leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Yes. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.